Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Malachi 3, the purifier. Behold, I'm going to send my messenger and he will clear the way before me and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a smelter and purifier of silver and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver so that they may present to the Lord offerings and righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. Then I will draw near to you for judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers and against those who swear falsely and against those who oppress the wage earner and his wages, the widow and the orphan, and those who turn aside the alien and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? You have robbed God. Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house, and test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. 
Then I will rebuke the devourer for you, so that it will not destroy the fruits of your ground, nor will your vine in the field cast its grapes, says the Lord of hosts. All the nations will call you blessed, for you shall be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Your words have been arrogant against me, says the Lord, yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said, it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his charge and that we have walked in mourning before the Lord of hosts? So now we call the arrogant blessed. Not only are the doers of wickedness built up, but they also test God and escape. The book of remembrance. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another and the Lord gave attention and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who esteem his name. They will be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I prepare my own possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. So you will again distinguish between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Malachi 4, Final Admonition. For behold, the day is coming, burning like a furnace, and all the arrogant and every evildoer will be chaffed. And the day that is coming will set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go forth and skip about like calves from the stall. You will tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on that day which I am preparing, says the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of Moses, my servant, even the statutes and ordinances which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. He will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. Matthew 17, 9 through 13. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. And his disciples asked him, Why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? And he answered and said, Elijah is coming and will restore all things. But I say to you that Elisha already came. And they did not recognize him, but did to him whatever they wished so also the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he had spoken to them about John the Baptist. In these two scriptures, you can see that, that God's giving a pretty big warning. And um, unfortunately, I know so many people that look at Malachi and they say, oh yeah, well that's in the Old Testament. And they just dismiss it like they do many other things in the Old Testament. But you are one page away. This is the, the last prophecies that were spoken before Jesus came and fulfilled many of the prophecies. But I do believe that with Malachi, there's a lot of misunderstanding. So many theologians would say that Malachi is talking about the first coming because it's the last one right before Jesus arrives. Yet, it says that, that the Lord will come, and he's going to come quickly. He will come very quickly and immediately set order. So, when Jesus was born, 
And many people believe that it was around the age of 30 that he began his ministry when he was baptized in the Jordan by John the Baptist. And then that his ministry lasted around three years before he was nailed to the cross. So how is that quickly? He came as a baby, developed. In fact, in Luke 2.52, it says that Jesus grew in stature and and wisdom and favor with God and with man. So he grew physically, mentally, he grew socially and spiritually. That's not quickly, that's over time. So at least 30 years before he came to this earth and grew and was called, but was 30 for 30 years being prepared. That's not quickly. So in Malachi, I truly believe Malachi is talking about the second coming. It's talking about when Jesus returns. And so he says some big things like, I am the Lord your God and I do not change. That's pretty important. And then he also said, because I am the Lord your God and do not change, therefore you, I will not um, strike down anyone Well, the actual words it says is, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. And that promise that he made to Jacob is why we even have salvation available. It has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the fact that God promised. He promised that if we would uh, stick to our part, he would promise to us, that he would allow us or not allow us to be consumed. He would save us from that. So that's where salvation was offered to us. It's from that promise that he made to Jacob. So because of that, not because of who I am, because of that promise he made Jacob, I was saved. But God doesn't change. And then he says, he talks about tithing and offerings. And he talks about Those of you who do fear me, those of you who are keeping my ordinances and my statutes, your name is going to be written in a book of remembrance. I'm going to remember you for what you've done and how you've diligently pursued righteousness. And then the last part, I'm going to send you Elijah. Elijah is going to prepare the way. And this, again, is where people say, oh, so Elijah... Because later in Matthew, he's referring to John the Baptist. So obviously, this is the first coming. No. Elijah is going to come again. The prophet is going to come again. And actually, as the witnesses, they are going to be signs for us in preparing the way for the second coming when Jesus returns quickly, which is described here in Malachi. When he descends to the earth in the same way that he ascended to the heavens. And so he says very quick, quickly, just right here before the end of Malachi, remember the law of Moses. Remember the statutes. Remember the ordinances. Remember those. Now, as Christians, we turn one page to the right and we start with Matthew. And many Christians have been taught for a long time now a very false teaching of grace 
that because we turn to that one page, God who says, I do not change. God who says, keep and remember my statutes and ordinances. One page later, God said, never mind. There's no way. There's no way you can justify that. Except for by selfishness. Justifying your own um, actions because man's way is always right in his own eyes. God said, you think that you're doing it right, but you're not. Do it my way. I made you. I know how you're supposed to operate. Do it my way. Well, in Matthew, again, he's talking about the transfiguration where he goes one more time. He was baptized in the Jordan. A dove descended on him and he's baptized in the Holy Spirit. The heavens opened and God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He recognized or he he um, validated who he was and validated his value. And then Jesus goes off by himself with with three, Peter and uh, John and um, James. And they go off and they're going up. And he said, you stay here. I'm going to continue on. And then the transfiguration where they see Moses and they see Elijah and they see Jesus transform. And then again, the heavens opened. And again, God said, this is my son in whom I am pleased. So again, he validated who he was and and validated his value, his worth. Well, with that, Jesus comes back and he says, Elijah is going to come again. But he already has come, and people did not recognize him. Therefore, they rejected him. And in that, they're referring to John the Baptist. So, Father God, thank you so much that you, um, because the promise that you made to Jacob, you will not allow us to be consumed. Um I know that there are times that we we fall, we mess up, we make mistakes. Father, thank you that you promise to look at our diligence. You promise to look at our effort. You promise that as long as we are continually pressing in and pursuing you and pursuing righteousness, that that, that is enough. Um, don't let our, our diligence become laziness. Don't let our diligence become something less than a serious, serious effort. Father, um, uh, just as we're looking for this, this time when the Lord will return, when we're looking for the, re- the return of Jesus Christ, who's going to come and set things right and bring us into this, the final days of this earth, and as you bring up, bring down a new heaven and a new earth. Father, thank you that you are a father who uh, redeems. You're a father who renews. And that you, um, you include us in that. It's not just for you, but it's also for us because you love us. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to, to spend with your family uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, but again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.